What is up, divers? Welcome into the Deep Dive Fantasy Football Podcast, where I take a deep analytical look at fantasy football and combine it with a common sense approach to lead us to some titles. I'm your host, Brandon Gabor, and before we get started, remember you can follow me on my main platform, being Twitter at Deep Dive FF or on Instagram at Deep Dive Fantasy Football. Also, if you are looking for more Dynasty content from me, join me and the Rewind team at Dynasty Rewind on YouTube and wherever you enjoy your podcasts where we dive deep into all things Dynasty Fantasy Football. With that being said, let's get to the content. What's up, divers? Welcome into another episode of Deep Dive Fantasy Football as we get ready for week four. Let's go over the Lions and the Packers game real quick. Why in the world did the Lions draft Jameer Gibbs? I don't understand. I do not understand. Why did they draft Jameer Gibbs for the very first four red zone trips that the Lions made? Jameer Gibbs was not on the field. Monty was just hurt, and they refused to put Gibbs on the field. When Gibbs gets the ball, when he touches the ball for the Lions, he rewards them. And the fact that they said that they are going to use Gibbs like Kamara is a joke. Because Kamara dominated red zone touches. Now, with all of that said, this is going to kind of lead into the fact of how I think Jameer Gibbs is a buy low. Because as frustrating as he has been, and as frustrated you may as you may be with me if you took my advice and drafted Gibbs, which honestly, yeah, I mean, he hasn't been that bad. He's not a bust. He just hasn't put up any great games yet. But he will. Just bear with it. Stay with it. Stay strong. And he will start putting up those games. Because when you look at the, the carries, Monty had 32 carries to Jameer Gibbs's 8. First off, for this game, yeah, I'm sick to my stomach over it. But when we're looking at the course of the season, this is not going to continue. This is going to get better. Kamara in his rookie season was taking carries behind Adrian Peterson and Mark Ingram before he started ramping up. And that lasted until like week 4 or 5 as well. So... Yes, Jameer Gibbs has not produced to what I had projected in the beginning of the season yet, but I do think that he will be projecting close to that towards the end of the season because also, David Montgomery had three touchdowns. David Montgomery's not going to score every single touchdown in the running back room, and this offense produces a lot of those. Jameer Gibbs in week one had two really clear opportunities for touchdowns, one where he fell uh, he slipped on the turf or grass. I don't remember at this point which which one of those two it was, but he was just basically cutting to make the last person miss and just slipped. Otherwise, he would have walked into the end zone. And then another one where they were driving. He was the red zone back. They were at like the 11-yard line, and Marvin Jones fumbled it. So he had two really close opportunities in week one. And I don't think that this is going to continue where Monty is just absolutely dominating everything. So with that said... We can think about, all right, the future, right? That's why Jameer Gibbs is a good buy low. And I even tested the water, and I went on Twitter, and I put up a poll. And 75% of people would rather have David Montgomery the rest of the season over Jameer Gibbs. That means that Jameer Gibbs' value right now is like back-end RB2 flex at best, which is an amazing price to pay for him. So I am going out and trying to get my Jameer Gibbs right now. With that said, other than the running back room in Detroit, the other thing that I noticed from the game is, and I'm interested to see how this progresses into next week, but is Romeo Dobbs materializing himself as the number one? He looks good, 
and he led the team in targets. I'm not sure how healthy Christian Watson was, though, so we, we can't make any snap decisions off one week, even after just next week. I would still say it's too early for that if they're all healthy because they haven't all been healthy together for too long. But Romeo Dobbs does look good, and it does seem like he is firmly above Jaden Reed, Luke Musgrave, Dontavian Wicks. So right now, Dobbs is somebody that we should keep rostering, and I wouldn't necessarily play him but if you have to play him in a flex that's all right other than that we didn't really see anything too crazy anything uh mind-blowing in this game Luke Musgrave didn't really produce because he got hurt in the second quarter and did not return now let's talk about some best bets for the week week four I am going to take the higher on Josh Allen's 0.5 interceptions versus Miami because Miami's going to put up points. Josh Allen's going to feel the heat. He's going to feel the pressure. Even coming into the game, he probably already does. And he's going to try to be Superman. He's going to try to win them their game and throw all over the place. He's probably going to try to take a lot of big chunk plays. And he's going to make some mis- mistakes. And he's going to throw some interceptions. I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Allen throws you know, four touchdowns and two interceptions in this game. But I do think he'll throw at least one. So that's a player prop that I like a lot. Another player player prop that I like is the lower on the rushing yards for Rashad White. I'm taking the lower than 51 and a half rushing yards versus the Saints. Rashad White is not efficient, not entirely his fault. The Bucks' run blocking unit is just not great. But our offensive line is not that great at opening up holes in the run game. And the Saints defense is one of the best units in the league. So, you know, you've got multiple things working against Rashad White. Not just our offensive line and poor efficiency, but also the matchup is terrible. And if, I don't necessarily think this is going to happen, but if the Bucks fall into a hole, then Rashad White might produce, but it's not going to be by running the ball. So 51 and a half rushing yards, I'm going to take the under on that because he probably needs 15 to 17 carries to break that minimum. Um, he might need like 20 carries to break that in this game, and I don't think he's going to get there. And then the other... Best bet that I have for you guys, so those are two player props, and I have one game line. It's the Dolphins, plus two and a half versus the Bills, or at the Bills. So the Dolphins are going into Buffalo. They are underdogs by two and a half points. I think the Dolphins probably win the game. The Bills are a great team, and they're a good defense, and they've got a good offense, and they're well-rounded. But when Josh Allen thinks he has to be Superman, he makes mistakes. That is why the Bills are not serious Super Bowl contenders to me. Could they make the Super Bowl? Yes, they have the talent to do it. They have the coaching to do it. Josh Allen has the ability to do it. But for them to string everything together, Josh Allen has to play mistake-free football, especially in the AFC. And he just we haven't seen that yet. I think that the best game we've ever seen was when he was against the Chiefs when they were going back and forth in that overtime game in the playoffs. And, you know, that was as flawless of a game that you're ever going to get from Josh Allen. But for him to be trying to replicate that and to play like he's still in that game 24-7, he's uh, reined it in the past two weeks. But when he has tough matchups, he gets into this mindset that's just dangerous. So for me, I think the Dolphins are going to win. I think they might be possibly the number one seed when it's all said and done in AFC. Um, So I'm going to take the Dolphins here as underdogs. Now let's talk about a start. Somebody that has I've been telling you actually for the past two weeks, he's been on my sit list. And now we're putting him back in the lineup, and it's going to make you feel gross. Justin Fields at the Broncos. The Broncos defense is legitimately 
atrocious right now. Justin Fields should be a top 10 to 12 quarterback this week, aka he is a starter, which is an upgrade from what he has been so far. The Broncos gave up 35 points to Sam Howell and then 70 to the Dolphins without Jalen Waddell. The Bears have 25 implied points in Vegas. Vegas basically has the Bears scoring 25 points, which is two to three touchdowns. So I would say that all of the touchdowns that the Bears would have are going to be coming from fields, whether it's him running or him passing, but they rarely have running back rushing touchdowns. It's usually fields running or passing or passing to a running back, but usually fields is getting credit for the touchdowns in the offense. So he's basically getting credited two touchdowns, maybe three in this week in Vegas. So I'm all over that. I'll take Justin Fields versus the terrible Broncos. And this is getting to crunch time where he, look, man, you you guys need to win a game. You need to win a game to keep your job. So if that means you got to go Lamar mode, then go Lamar mode and, you know, run a whole bunch and and all that stuff. But that's going to be great for fantasy. A sit, kind of what we were just talking about with my player props. I'm sitting Rashad White versus the Eagles. Negative game script, or I'm sorry, not the Eagles, uh, the Saints. Negative game script, the Saints are favored by three. It's a tough matchup. He needs heavy receptions or a touchdown to produce. He's not going to produce from volume on the ground. He needs a lot of dump-offs or a touchdown. Otherwise, he's going to be a bust this week. And I'm not putting stock into that. Now some trade targets for you guys. Like we talked about, Jameer Gibbs is one, and then another is Darren Waller. He has not really produced much yet. He will lead the team in targets. He's led the team in targets to this point. The fantasy points just haven't come along with the targets. His efficiency will improve and get better. He might even start to get more targets. Darren Waller is somebody that is going to finish, or at least from this point on, the rest of the way, as long as he stays healthy, will be a top three, top five tight end. Now let's talk about some DFS picks. I got two guys that are worth the money for you. One of them is Darren Waller this week versus the Seahawks. Part of the reason why he's a trade target for me because I think he's going to have a great game this week. Sam Laporta just went off on the Seahawks for like 20-something points. Darren Waller has been getting the targets that he needs. He just needs the efficiency to come his way and maybe get lucky in the end zone. I think this is the week for him that that happens. Another guy that's worth the money in DFS is Anthony Richardson versus the Rams. The dude has been great in his two games before the injury. He had 17 fantasy points before halftime in his last game that he played, and he had a good, productive week one. Obviously, he missed week three, and he's not coming off and he's not coming off of an injury that affects his ability to move or his ability to throw. It's a concussion, and it was like a league mandated concussion. It wasn't like he couldn't get off the field concussion. It was, hey, he got up, continued playing another drive, was passing the ball, going through his reads, passing the ball accurately, like completely. It had no effect, and then they pulled him. So it's not something that we got to worry about. Oh, he's coming off injury. No, he's not. He's fine. Now, a fade. Somebody in DFS that I'm not paying up for. It's Mike Evans versus the Saints. He averages 9.6 fantasy points in PPR versus the Saints over his longstanding career. He has broken 10 points, 10 PPR points, one time in the last five matchups versus the Saints, and it's not a random chance stat. It's not something that just is a coincidence. It's because of Marshawn Lattimore, who's playing in this game. And then I'll give you guys a deep dive. It's honestly really quick podcast this week. Had a lot going on, but I still wanted to get the content out for you guys. And my deep dive for this week is Michael Wilson. 
versus the 49ers. Marquise Brown is questionable with a thumb injury, and maybe after his nice but subtle game last week, they start to involve Michael Wilson more, start throwing his way more, because his snap count is high. He plays a lot. He has among the highest snap count shares on his team. He rarely comes off the field. They just have not thrown the ball to him much yet, and that might change with the fact that he's a good runner. He's big, strong. He showed that on a nice sideline 50-50 catch. That didn't count because there was a flag on the play, and he got pushed out of bounds, but he showed trust. Josh Dobbs showed trust in Michael Wilson in that play, just big third down, throwing the ball up to Michael Wilson on the sideline. So for me, he's somebody that I like a lot. He could start especially like if Kyler comes back and they start having a, a better offense, he could have a little Puka Nakua breakout stretch at some point this season. So that's Michael Wilson. Thank you guys for listening. Good luck this week. Hit me with your start set questions in socials. Till next time, peace. 